It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We are back. It's the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Don Jameson is in studio with us. Don also gets to look short. Everybody sits in that chair and looks short, Don. very tiny I know, that's yeah. a tiny chair. We're sorry. I'm a tiny comedian. Too. Don, Don's been coming on my radio show for years now. I don't know. He's, you know, from, nor- from the Northeast, same as me. He's from New Jersey. I'm from New York. Who's got better pizza, New York or New Jersey? Oh, come on. New, New York. York. Of course. Or at least yeah, you admit wrong. that. Some people from New Jersey will try to. And then you got the weirdos who say Connecticut's got the best pizza. Well, Those people are idiots. Well, New, New Haven's got good yeah, pizza. Yeah, like New Haven. Peppy, yeah, uh, there's a so, couple of places. Yeah. There's two places in New Haven. That yeah, but there's like two places pizza. and people turn that into Connecticut's got great pizza. Yeah. Connecticut's got great two, two great pizza places. <laughs> right? That's it. Exactly. So Don's going to be at the Funny Stop in Cuyahoga Falls. Shows tonight, 7-29-20, and tomorrow night, 7-29-20. I'm going with Mikey McNuggets and my buddy Hans, and we're going we're gonna, to we have one other person uh, going as well. So how's, how'd it go last night, and how's the shows going so far? Yeah, good. Well, we had one show last night, so, we'll, you know, we got the whole weekend. This earpiece is a pain, Sucks. you guys. Yeah, you can pull you it out. You don't hear this? Yeah. When we have Moose on, you might need to hear. Oh, yeah, when Moose comes out, I'll, I'll put it back it. in. Um, I should use this actually on stage so people can tell Did me you have a bits. better one when you were <laughs> yeah. doing your, your TV show, yeah. that metal show? I never, we never used these. You didn't use these? No, we were very unprofessional. But I recorded <laughs> an album at the funny stop which you were a part of the taping i was you were yeah i didn't realize you were doing an album that day the last time i was there yeah absolutely i know it didn't seem like there was a lot of laughter but we recorded an album <laughs> and uh, we piped the laughs in and that's and that's the album that we made called <laughs> a lot of laughs wait is that your high school picture that's uh, yeah, my, my high school picture. Look at those flow. Look at oh, you had the flow going. That that, that that worked in Jersey in the uh, 80s. Yeah, that very much <laughs> yeah, worked. That's John Bon Jovi. You know, yeah, business in the front, party in the back. Yeah. You were on this. You're is, on this. John, is Cleveland generally a good comedic audience? Yeah, because this Cleveland, the whole Cleveland area, you know, any place like this that's great for sports, it's great for entertainment. You know, got a lot of culture, definitely. This yeah. has been, you know, there's a bunch of comedy clubs. You know, you got the, the big club downtown. You got, um, you know, hilarities. And then, you know, the ones on the outskirts, like Funny Stop, which, you know, I love playing because it's, it's really no frills, man. You just yeah. co- you're just coming in and you're getting your laughs. And yeah. it's just a lot of fun. And when the room is packed, you can really rock it. Very cool. You, you know, I always say this is the most difficult, one of the most difficult jobs in the world. Oh. A lot of people think they funny. And so they get up there and they got to really go through some funny. material. Yeah. You know, how? What, what, talk about the processing and how bad you can look <laughs> if you don't, you really don't have any talent or skills in doing what you're doing and developing. Wow. Um, you know, it, most of the time, you know, you ever have people come up to you and say, oh, you know, so-and-so at my job is hilarious. Yeah, right, yeah, right, 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 right. Those people will never be funny on stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're funny. It's always the silent killers. Yeah. Those are the ones you got to worry for. Like, if I, if I come into town and I work with comics that I don't know, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll always be the one comic who will race up to me the minute they get, oh, I'm happy to work with you, man. Hey, you got, by the way, I was voted Cleveland's funniest comic, uh. and I write for The Tonight Show, and I, I'm going to be on SNL next season. And, all, and I'm, in my mind, I'm going, 
this guy is going to bomb so bad. <laughs> but the comic sitting at the bar quietly by himself looking at his notes, that's the guy I got to watch out for. Yeah. Wow, no kidding. That guy's right. prepping. He's getting ready to go on stage and try to blow me off. So I better be ready for is him. Is that what Mike Polk is? Mike, <laughs> is, is Mike Which Polk one? <laughs> Mike Polk, is he the silent one? He is. He is a silent one. Because I've seen yeah, his absolutely. shows, and, and I, I work with them here at Channel 3 and now here right. on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. He is that guy. I mean, he's the work guy that's very funny, but he's funny when he's not trying to be funny. Yeah. And I think that the, the gift that all of you guys have is your t- your timing is you're so quick. Mm. That's I think that's just a gift you're born with, right? Your brain processes fast, comes up with funny things to say in a hurry. What were you going to say? I, I, you just hit me. <laughs> I was like, so now everybody, everybody is like comedians. The one thing that comedians always had was leeway, right? Nowadays, you know, comedians is getting canceled. Comedians is getting walked up on in stage and swung on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, at, you know, would the Will Smith thing happen? When you're a comedian, um, do you feel like the progress or, or as where you guys were, where you're going now, do you feel like you're kind of stifled a, a little bit as far as your creativity because there's so many different people saying you can't say that, don't say that, that was offensive? Well, man, you know, I think you could still say the same things, but you just kind of, you could do it in a little bit of a different way, which doesn't mean you're selling out or you're copping out or you're bound to the mob. It just means you could actually add another layer to your comedy because I'll make fun of all the woke stuff mm-hmm. in my act, but all the woke people will laugh at it because, you know, I'm not going out and preaching at them or, you know, trying to tell them how they should live their life but so the comedy extra gets an extra layer because you know I, I if I make fun of hipsters the hipsters will laugh if I make fun of the wokesters the wokesters will laugh if I you know whoever I make fun of I tr- just want the jokes if I do political stuff I want everybody to laugh at it you know I don't go- take one side or the so other what, so what are you finding yourself staying away from these days that's what what's the no-go no-go well I just uh, I'm just hoping you know Adam the bull doesn't come up and smack me when I'm Today, man, you can smack anything around here. But I'm, you know, I fly, I fly a little under the radar. I'm not quite the household name that you know. Do you have an area that you won't go to just because you've learned? I I just talk about what I'm interested in, so then the rest of the stuff just works itself out. Who's funny to you? I mean, you know, I think you know Dave Chappelle's phenomenal. Um, You know, Bill Burr, who's doing great, who I knew way back in the day, Louis C.K. you know, there's a lot of great comics out there, right. you know, doing big things now. And, uh, yeah, it, I mean, that that part of it is, man, you know, you're talking about being quick on your feet. Yeah. You, now, you literally got to be quick on your feet just so <laughs> yeah. you can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't mind getting canceled for saying yeah. the, the wrong yeah. thing, but just don't do it, you know, at the yeah. phone stop in front of 30 people. Right. I'll go out like Chappelle with a Netflix special, but right, don't right. take me out <laughs> in Cuyahoga Falls. I don't get, go out I, I'll that. never understand, and I'm a – I'm a big liberal, and yet I don't care when people get up, make jokes. It's jokes. Yeah. I, if comedian, comedians to me can say, I guess almost anything they want, and I don't care. I'm Nothing's surprised to offend you say that. I am. No, because I'm not going to get offended. I, I have my political beliefs or my social beliefs, whatever. But when you go to I'm a going comedy to a show, comedy show, say laugh. whatever the hell you want. Right. I'm not going to get mad at somebody for doing comedy. That's right. crazy. Very good. You know, uh, we'll can, can you stick around? We're going to interview the Moose. Daryl Johnson is on. Um, yep. Daryl is the executive vice president of football operations at the USFL. And this is their big weekend. This is their right. inaugural season. And they wisely, I think, decided that they were going to play like a Final Four type deal where the two semifinal games are going to be at one location. And we're lucky enough to have them 
right here in our own backyard. They're going to be at the Hall of Fame Stadium. In there Canton. he is. And there he is. Moose joins wow. us now on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Hey. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. What, are we, hey, what should we look for? for? What kind of football should we look for Saturday in these two games? What are we going to see? I think the best thing that we've done this year is everything's been super competitive. We've only had about three or four games that have gotten away from us during the 40 regular season games. And we did that because we structured the draft a little bit differently. We didn't just throw in an entire pool. We actually went position by position. So that way the eight teams were kind of going through the quarterbacks and then onto the edge rushers, onto the offensive tackles. So we kind of prioritized it by those key positions that teams are built around. But we did it where every team exhausted their picks on that position. So I think that that really leveled the playing field uh, and kept our teams very, very competitive. And we've seen that throughout the year. Uh, you know, I feel bad for the Houston Gamblers. They were probably the hottest team in our league at the end of the season. They knocked off Birmingham, who was undefeated, and then they beat New Orleans uh, in the final week of a regular season. Now, those are the two playoff teams for the South. Um, and, and that was a team that, you know, was kind of built that way, you know, as we got everybody there. So that shows the parity that we had. And, and the reason that Houston's not here is because they lost like three games on the final play of the game. So that's wow. how competitive we've been throughout mm -hmm. the season. Hey, Daryl, when you um, look at the long-term future of the USFL, in terms of, like, obviously this year you played all the games in Alabama, what is the plan going forward to develop home bases in other cities? Yeah, that we're already in a conversations about that for year two, and I think really the consensus is can we create for another franchise what we created for Birmingham this year in year one? And, and it was really great to see – you know, the fans come out and support the Birmingham Stallions. But unfortunately for the other seven teams, Birmingham had 10 home games. It, it didn't matter who was on the other side. If New Jersey was playing Birmingham as the home team, yeah, good luck with that. It, it was a Birmingham crowd. So we'd love to be able to provide that opportunity for another one of our teams. Uh, so there's been talk about potentially maybe a North Hub, um, you know, to go along with the South Hub. But the one thing that our leadership has done is we're going to grow this league you know, along the ways of, of being sustainable. So every decision we make will come to the sustainability of the league and the growth of the league in the right way. So our vision moving forward eventually is to have all eight of our franchises kind of spin out into their home markets. But it's just what pace do we do that at to make sure that we're doing things, uh, you know, fiscally responsible. You know, Daryl, how do you guys go about, um, I guess, prospecting and, um, you know, contacting talent? Uh, in terms of after the draft happens, you get a, a bunch of people who may sign free agent deals. You may get a couple next uh, group of people go to the CFL. Maybe some people do arena league. Where does the USFL fit in that uh, that process in trying to get the best talent um, and competing for the best talent and all the best of the rest leagues in terms of, you know, what they, you know, guys picking players and how do you guys go about that? Yeah, it, it gets very competitive out there. We're all kind of competing for that same player coming out of that same pool. Now, where does that pool exist to your question? Um, you've got some free agents that, that we have, you know, over the last three to five years uh, that have had a, a, a tough time getting back into the NFL. Um, you know, this was the largest draft class in NFL history with a draftable grade on the players because we kind of had that COVID situation where it was almost a double draft class. And we talked to a lot of the GMs in the clubs around the NFL and, and their numbers of scouted personnel getting ready for the draft, their draft boards were almost two times as, as big as they had been in previous years. So this year, there's going to be a ton of players out there with draftable NFL grades on them. They just couldn't get into the NFL because it doesn't matter how many people are trying to get in. There's a limited number of spots there. So there's going to be a big pool that's out there for us to compete with the other leagues against. Uh, there's also 
some push on the salary cap. I, I think the other thing that the, that the pandemic did, we saw a drop in revenue with the NFL for the first time ever, and that impacted the salary cap. So you've got a lot of teams that have been kicking that can down the road for a while. The younger player is less expensive than the kind of mid-career vet. So, you, you, you know, you talk about that middle class. The middle class in the NFL, is it's, it's hard to find, right? You've got the, the big contracts at the top. You've got the inexpensive contracts at the bottom to kind of balance that off. So we're looking for that three, four, five-year vet in the NFL that may have been pushed out because of salary cap reasons as well. So we're, we're really trying to focus on anywhere from, from 2018 to 2022 as we start to build our pools for year two. So Daryl, how do you how do you do this? Because as as a guy who's played in in another league, another sport, you want your league to be a stepping stone for those who are trying to get back to their ultimate goal, which is the NFL, right? How do you distinguish yourself from CFL, Arena Football League, as as the USL USFL being a place where you can come in and get your work, and there's a pathway back, a real pathway back to the NFL? How do you do that, right? Because when the USFL first started out, man, they were snatching people, big time players, big players, college, big time players out of college. Yeah. Coming in. And then Trump screwed the whole thing yeah, well, up. Trump screwed the whole thing up. Sunk the whole deal, <laughs> right? But that's how this thing started up. But you're working it backwards now. So how do you do that now? They had Warren Moon, right? Jim yeah. Kelly, Steve Young. Yeah, Steve Reggie Young. White. Yeah, yeah. Steve Young. Um, you know, there's some great Walker. players back Herschel in, in the old USFL. Uh, you know, but for us, you know, we want to be we want to be a standalone professional league. Um, we, we're, we're not in competition with the NFL, but we know we have to have a relationship with the NFL right. uh, that, where we create some synergy that works for both of us. Uh, we really think that we provide some assets for the NFL. The offensive line, the quarterback position, you hear it all the time. These guys, need, they need to play games. You know, they're, they're not getting taught enough in the college game. We've restricted time in the NFL game when we talk about practice and the opportunity to perfect that craft, especially in those key positions of offensive line and quarterback. So this gives them an opportunity to get players down to us and let them see what it's like to play at game speed. Uh, is one of the big reasons the USFL this year did not limit anything defensively from a blitzing standpoint. Uh, you know, other leagues in the past have restricted what the defenses can do. We want to make sure that our offensive line and our quarterbacks are used to playing against the heavy blitz team, uh, so they can adjust to that if they get that opportunity in the NFL. So uh, you know, those are the some of the big things. You know, we we look at us as a standalone professional league and a non-traditional route to get back to the NFL to continue to chase that dream. Darrell, would you like to share any dirt on Troy Aikman today? <laughs> I don't think there is any dirt out there on Troy Aikman. I, I, I'm not aware of anything. Troy Aikman is a perfect human being. What are you talking about, Paul? Make something you up. Know, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever met one, but if I've met somebody that comes close, it would be Troy Aikman. Oh, wow. And I would be remiss if I didn't pub his eight beer right now. He'd get mad at me. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Daryl, I'm just told by our executive producer who goes by McNuggets because that's what we call him. Um, you, we'll put him up on the screen so you can see him. His name, his real name is Mike. Mike, you just told me this something that I didn't know. Repeat yeah, that. My middle name's Irvin. So your True name story. after uh, my name Michael, is Michael Irvin. Irvin? Yeah. How does a white kid from New Jersey get named after Michael Irvin? <laughs> With two parents who are Giants fans. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. yeah, I know. I mean, that, that makes Wait, no they sense. like Michael Irvin. They like the name. Wow. But I am Michael Irvin Lucas, so. That's, wow. That's terrifying to me to think that your name that is Michael uh, Irvin and your parents are Giants fans. I don't know quite it, how that it, happened. Hey, Daryl, did you know Michael Irvin was going to be such a good actor? We knew he was going to be a good football player, but he's a good actor, too. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, everything he does is is animated. I mean, you watch him on the pregame shows. I think everybody saw right then. Uh, he's done a lot of promotional things for the Cowboys at the stadiums during game day. 
uh, yeah, I mean, he is he, he's very impressive, very impressive in front of the camera. And he always has been. I mean, this is even going back to his playing days. There's certain guys that you see that, you know, have a potential to have a career if they want to go into sports broadcasting, if they want to actually take that up a notch and, get, and actually get into film. Uh, and, and Michael is definitely one of those guys that can do that. You've done very well in that space. What do you think about some of the numbers that we're seeing now? For, like Tom Brady has never done it. He's obviously the GOAT when it comes to the quarterback position in the NFL, but he's going to make a gajillion dollars in his next career, and he's <laughs> never broadcasted. It's harder than it looks, isn't it? It is. It is. We, yeah, we, we, need to, we need to have our own little union, you know, to start collectively bargaining for, for our wages, you know, for the guys that are not on that, that lead team. Um, if you go back in history, I mean, he, Joe Montana, I mean, everybody kind of thought the same thing about Joe Montana yeah, did. and it didn't work out. So there's been a number of guys who've been great football players, mm -hmm. uh, but it just hasn't translated. It, it is a lot of work. And I think the salaries today, you know, these guys don't have to have that second career if they really don't want that, um, because it is a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of time away from your family. Um, you know, it's not as much as coaching. And that's really the reason I went into it. I wanted to stay involved with football. It's, it's been it's given me a ton uh, you know, I, I, I feel like an ambassador for the game, um, you know, because it's given me so many great things. But I, I did not want to get into coaching because that's too much time away from your family. Uh, so I went the broadcasting route. And, and that's still quite a bit of time away from your family. And, and it is a lot of hard work. The studio is much different than being out on the road as an analyst. So uh, you got to find out where your comfort zone is there. But I, I'm excited to see Tom Brady because I think he's a little bit like Troy when when people heard that Troy was getting into broadcasting, they would see his post game press conferences and be like, "He doesn't tell us anything." I said, "Well, <laughs> he's not supposed to. You know, that's that's his <laughs> yeah. job as the quarterback of the team is not to tell you anything right. as a writer. You know, he doesn't want to stir any controversy that you're going to have to unwind during the week. So, as the voice of our franchise in Dallas, he was outstanding at controlling the narratives. But boy, if you listen to him in the locker room post game, you know, just his his passion for the game and you know, immediately being able to dissect what went wrong during the course of the game. You could tell he was going to be really, really good at that. And having had the opportunity to be on production calls or production meetings with Tom Brady, he's kind of the, that similar thing to Troy, where he may seem a little bit bland when you see him in interviews and stuff like that, but that's his job. You know, that's what he's doing. I think I'm, I, I think everybody should be excited to see, because you're going to get to see really kind of what the, the true personality of Tom Brady is once he gets on TV. Hey, uh, I just wanted to say uh, for, to Moose and everybody at the USFL, thank you for coming back into my life. As a long-suffering Jet fan, I now have an alternative <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> league to watch uh, when, I'm, when I'm not uh, crying in my beer over my Jets. And yeah. uh, it's good to have the Jersey Generals back. It's true. Hey, yeah, I, you know what? I tell you, they've been our most consistent team throughout the year. Uh, they're riding a nine-game winning streak right now. Um, you know, in, in my opinion, of the Final Four, they're, they're the team to beat. You know, Mike Riley's done a tremendous job, uh, you know, since day one, week one. You know, they lost a heartbreaker to Birmingham in that opening game. Uh, you know, we looked like we were going into overtime on our first game, uh, but uh, Birmingham was able to, to steal that in the last minute. So uh, this is going to be, uh, you know, hopefully that bookended season where we get Birmingham and New Jersey first week of the season to kick everything off, last game of the, the season in the championship game, and, and see if, if uh, New Jersey can get some revenge on them. Hey, Moose, real quick, right? You're 10 years with the Cowboys, but I'm looking at you here. What's up with the Grays, bro? <laughs> what happened, bro? 
It's uh, it's not gray. It's silver. It doesn't show age. It shows wisdom and experience. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and by the way, um, the man asking that question, Brad Sellers, is also. <laughs> so he, he's allowed to ask that question. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, Daryl, Mike, did you say you had something, McNuggets? Only if you got. Only if you want it. We no. made a graphic for. Uh... Never mind. We'll, okay. We'll get to all right. We'll get to all right. I, I'm getting my traffic wires crossed. Hey, listen, Moose. Thanks so much for coming on. It's the final four for the USFL this weekend. The games are local, so if you need your football fix and you want to see it, I've looked in on a lot of these games. Yeah. It is a very interesting product, and I've seen some talent that, quite frankly, has exceeded my expectations at certain positions. Moose, thanks for coming on, the Executive Vice President of Football Operations for the USFL. Mm. I hope you guys have a great weekend attendance out there and then the championship game a week from Sunday on July 3rd. Moose, thanks. We appreciate it. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, come you on and see us this weekend. Sure. It's be, uh, yeah, we got Trace Atkins, too. So music and football. You can't That's see. right. Nice. That's right. Absolutely. Moose Johnson on the program, uh, Daryl Johnston on the program. Thank you very much. So I, I, the thing that I like most about the USFL is that you, it takes you inside the huddle, yeah. you know, and that is cool. That's what I like more than anything is that you, you hear the conversations, the coaches are Mike, the players are Mike, there's cameras everywhere. And I just think whenever you can peel back the curtain and see something closer up than you've ever seen it before as a sports fan. That's fascinating. You, I, I, have, lo- I love the fact that they interview the people on the sideline yeah. immediately. Yeah. Well, have you seen their have you seen their post production shows that they show on uh, on not. Fox? Yeah. Or when they go inside these teams and yeah. and, and and they they really develop the people on the team, right? That's, trying to yeah, oh man, this thing is nice. I mean, I'm sitting here watching. I'm like, wow. I don't know. You know, these guys with a secondary life here and have yeah. a chance at. It. And the other thing I do like is this. Yeah. That when they came back, they brought all the original. Teams back. Team yeah, yeah, I think that, I think there was value. I there. think that ultimately yeah. the only way it is I know you've brought up having local teams like in Columbus and having Ohio State players, but ultimately they've got to spend the money to try to steal a few possible big names. Well, I've read I, I've, I've read a couple of pieces where the lesson they learned from their first time was not to do that. Remember, oh, really? Steve Young was paid forty million dollars yeah, at yeah, the time. Was. That doesn't sound like a lot of money now. I think his contract was for ten years at forty million dollars. Right. They were offering. Jim Kelly yeah. and Herschel Walker and him. these big names, Doug Flutie, they were getting more money than the league was willing to pay them, the mm-hmm. NFL. Yeah. And they didn't have that kind of budget, and you can't sustain that for long. So one of the lessons they learned was slow and steady wins the race. What so, if you paid them out of high school, what, what, young yeah, players? Yeah, what, what, you wouldn't what, have to pay them crazy what, money. What, what about, oh, no, that's interesting. What if you, like, I was just going to yeah. go there. If you come out of high school and say you don't want to go to school, right? You use that as a development league. Okay, now that's interesting. That then you might get some really good talent, at least for a few years. And you can watch them and it develop. It wouldn't be long before the NFL well, said, "Okay, we'll take them out of high school." Because too. You, you look at it, you watch the NBA draft last night. How many of those players are going to the, the G League and Ignite? Yeah, sure. That, that's where they're They've going. Heard of most that, of that, guys. That's where they're going now. Do you think it would be smart for the NFL to partner with the USFL? Yes. They're well, never going to compete with that, their sports. That's, that's where I was going with so that. So if they partnered with them, so the Browns. 
Browns would have a developmental team. Right. You yeah. have and that. it would be the Columbus. Right. Whatever. That would help and too. I would you, watch them. You, you, I would watch them too because now you've got a tie-in with all. Right. The, so the Giants or the Jets rather would have the New Jersey Generals. Well, the Jets are already sense. a developmental league. So are you watching? You don't need another team. Are you watching? Have you guys well, honestly? Have you guys watched the USFL? I have. I've watched a little bit. I have no life. So on a Saturday, if it's on, I'll look it up. But I find that I I I usually just. On the very first week, I thought I would drop in because I, I the curiosity factor, but I stayed a lot longer than I thought I would the mm-hmm. thing because the huddle talk and you could hear so much. And I thought and the, the broadcaster quality, the production is yes. hot shelf. Right, if that was gimmicky. garbage, people right. would watch. The thing yeah. that you have to do here is, is just what you said. You have to ingratiate this to the fans. And there's a pathway. You have to have a linkage between there and the NFL because that's where the people are going to that sure. trail, yeah. right? So people have affinity to watching somebody they saw here at this level mm-hmm. make their way through the tracks. Do you think the NFL would be willing to do? It? I think I would think the USL, USFL would say, "Yeah, uh, we'd love to have a, well, I think, a, a business." I, I, I think after this thing plays out here in the next month, they're gonna be willing to do a lot. Right? <laughs> Why wouldn't What's the downside to the NFL? Yeah. Fans want fans want immersion, right? They want to be like. It, you got to make it make sense to them, mm-hmm. right? So if you got a, a, a subsidiary of the Cleveland Browns, we could talk. We sit here and we 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 know what the numbers is. We say Cleveland Browns, everybody show up. We say anything else, ooh, not so much. So why not take advantage of that when you got these these organizations? And plus, you can. People want to see development. Now right. people saying, hey, yeah. he a third-year guy, man. I think he can right. play right now. Yeah, and you don't have to go through the draft. Right. You can just bring this guy up who's been, you know, killing it for three years right. on your USFL minor league team. What if you add if, if it's in the spring, if you're the Niners, in theory, you could play Trey Lance in that sure, league? You, you could, that. and you can yeah. develop well, players that way. Send players down there to develop themselves. Yeah. So the other thing is, you have to make it appetizing. I think that there, there is not always the traditional route. Here's here's a here's a case where some players can say, I don't want to go to Maryland. I don't want to go to Northwestern. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna go play for the uh, New Jersey Generals, right? Because they're gonna give me a chance to play. And then what you saw like last night in the NBA draft, the NBA teams are like, okay, I'm not going to college. This dude's playing in, in uh, Australian league over here. Right. I'm gonna go take the team, the dudes with out of professional. You, can, if, if I'm a kid and I'm a lineman or something, and I get an opportunity and I'm playing with. With, with Bill Callahan or I got Jeff Fisher as my yeah. coach. These guys know the they these guys are prototype pro guys. Right. So they know what you're supposed to be running. They know what you need to work on and right. you can go right there right there. You don't get you're not gonna get that in college. No, you're not you're gonna, gonna get that. Half the people down in college don't know what the hell they doing anyway. Right. Yeah, running the read option. Speaking <laughs> of the NFL and the Browns, Don, let me ask you this. Would you be you know like when the Browns got Deshaun Watson, right? Okay. Our fans were excited. Most of the fans. Some of the fans are angry about it. But I, I and I said, don't apologize to all the fan bases because the fans on the other teams that say, well, we wouldn't want them. We dodge them. They're all full of crap. Would, would, would you be excited if Deshaun Watson were on the Jets right now? I, I, I can't lie because that you're 100% right. Yeah. It's, it's You always curse the guy when he's on the other team. Right, right, right. And, but then when he comes, well, okay, he's not. You so, make excuses you know. or you say whatever you have to say to, to make yourself feel good about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, just and you could see that in any sport is, you know, you know when, when the Rangers had Ty Domi and he was such a, a bully. And, right, then, right, and right. then, oh, he's a bully. He can't play. But then if he went to your team. 
you love them. Yeah, now we got protection for our star player. Right. And now we love him. So, I mean, this is a little, this is a little, you know, because, you know, his stats off the field are, are piling up too. But I think when it comes, when he finally gets to play, and hey, listen, if he has a long career with this team, he'll go down in history as one of the best QBs that the Browns ever had. Yeah, no, no doubt. He has the potential. And people will forget. I realized yesterday that this thing could be worse than any of us thought when I saw Warren Sapp on a podcast making fun of Deshaun Watson. He was on Vlad TV. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I he was laughing and what was he doing? six women. Yeah. This is a guy who... And Warren, Warren Sapp. Sapp. Yeah. yeah. Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp. I don't need to remind you what <laughs> Warren, he said. Warren, Warren Sapp. Warren was mocking and ridiculing. <laughs> not Warren Sapp. And not just Deshaun Watson, but he basically said this move by the Browns to sign him is all-time stupid. I mean, he just was... Uh, I, mean, I mean, in the same... These are dudes from the U. Right? Yeah. He, the oh, same guy okay. that basically is yeah. shunned from anything to do with the NFL right now because he was found to have a prostitute in his room on a Super Bowl road trip, and he kicked her out when she tried charging him more money than they had agreed upon. She uh, she said that geez. she was assaulted. He lost his job at the NFL Bless Network. And now Wasn't that your weekend last weekend? <laughs> well, yeah, that's, I mean, when I'm, you know, when I come into Cleveland, I mean, that, that <laughs> usually happens. Might I, find yeah. might I add, in Cleveland. <laughs> hey, what do you have there? Might I add that he also said that he found no, nothing wrong with what John Gruden said in his comments. And this is a guy that played for John Gruden. Warren Sapp said that? Yeah. Oh, yeah no, listen, I, I have had uh, private uh, conversations <laughs> with, with guys that played for John Gruden that have defended him vehemently and said, I know I can't do that publicly because I'll get slammed, but yep, they've yep. all said this. Well, I don't want to say all of them. One, one said, I always looked at that dude like he was a little suspect, but I've had a lot of other players because I, I worked in Tampa when Gruden led the Bucks to mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and I have relationships with a lot of the former players. They said, John Gruden's not that dude. John Gruden doesn't have a racist bone in his body. That's, he basically said that. Will he so, joke yeah. about everything? Yeah, he will. Nothing's off limits. And, Don, you know about that. Well, yeah, he's opening for me at the Funny Stop. <laughs> right. Now I'm, now I'm yeah. canceling the Guardians yeah. game. I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's interesting. The John Gruden thing is super interesting mm. because the guys that have come out, there have been guys that have publicly taken shots or taken bullets for John mm-hmm. and said he's just not that guy. And remember, he was the collateral damage in yeah. the whole investigation yeah. into the Washington right, franchise. The, right, right. He was the guy that got fired. And he was fired for sending email to the general right. manager at the time, John Allen, I believe. Yeah. And Gruden wasn't even a league employee at the time. Yeah. yeah and he was. got fired, but somehow the owner of the Washington franchise skates. Well, he shouldn't skate. Uh, doesn't mean John Gruden's no. okay. Uh, you shouldn't know, skate, you know. but it, it, there, there are a lot of folks, former players of John's that say. I think Jason Whitlock said that too. Probably. By the yeah. way, jo- and, and John's going to get a nice little payday from the NFL. Yeah. Because he, the judge, they asked that, that that case be remanded down to arbitration, mm-hmm. which yeah. they also just recently did with the, uh, I believe, the Flores yeah, case. Flores, yeah, Flores, yeah. They, they uh, just did that too. The judge said, no, this is going to move forward. And I don't think the NFL wants anything to do with that case yeah. coming out because mm-hmm. Gruden's attorneys. Like you said, the NFLPA has weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. So do Gruden's attorneys, I, and they're going to pull back the curtain on Washington, yeah. and he's going to get a settlement from the from the league. On an unrelated note, guys, I did want to get back to to Don and mm-hmm. some comedy because I have been obs- finally, yeah, <laughs> I have been obsessively listening to like the comedy channels on Sirius. Have you listened to that at all? Like oh, the different comedy channels. 
Like I get residuals. Keep listening. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I do. But you know what's funny? Like sometimes what I don't understand though, and I like listening to the comedy and Netflix is a joke. Radio yeah. is really good. There's some great stuff on there. And I have there's been times where I'll like go home and I'll Google because maybe I don't know the, who the comedian is or whatever because I don't know everybody certainly. Sure. Um, but the re the reason I bring it up is because sometimes they'll play bits where you have to be watching it. I'm like, why would they put that on the radio? Right. I don't understand that. You can't have Carrot Top on the radio. Yeah, well, he wouldn't work. But no. He, yeah, no, I don't know. But does anybody else listen to comedy on the I radio? I do. I listen to all of the channels. I yeah. go back. As soon, as soon as I hear a comic that yeah. I don't like, I right. go immediately to another yeah, channel. Yeah, I don't like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Why'd you look at me when you said that? Yes. <laughs> Not, no, did, now, right? I'm, now I'm looking, at looking me. for your name, and I'm just like, I gotta dial in. Jezelnik. He, I don't think he rubs me the wrong way. Maybe he's, I don't know if you're friends What's with him or you know him. Sebastian Maniscalco? Is yeah. that, is that, Maniscalco, yeah. you don't like him? No, I love him. He's good. I yeah. love him. I saw him at, at, uh, at uh, Rocket Mortgage. He's big, uh, yeah. He's a big comic. About six months ago. Yep. Does a terrific show. Very, very entertained. I love, I love comedians. I, like, like you. Mm -hmm. I think it's the absolute hardest job in the world. Forget and everybody thinks golf. they can do it, as we said before. It is speaking of, every, it's like our it, it, it's our, it's like our job in yeah. a way yeah. that everybody thinks they yeah, can but do. We don't it. Have, oh, yeah, we can't hear the people booing us and heckling us. Well, we can't on Twitter. Sure, if yeah. you look at it, you can, but yeah. if you can choose to ignore it. If you're performing at a house, you can't turn out the booze. That's true, and yeah. that's it's, I think it's yeah. the most yeah. ruthless crowd. In the entertainment game, but you now go you're after people. I, I don't want to. I don't no, you go, go after tonight. people if they mess with you, right? You do. Yeah, I think, yeah. You have to. You have to shut them down, don't you? Right. You gotta. You gotta control the crowd. Right. You, know, right, you, right. you have because then the rest of the crowd won't respect you if you let just somebody right. take control of the show. So you right. gotta. I've always. I've always wondered, and I'm glad you're here because I'll find out. The, I think the really good ones disarm the the, the heckler immediately. Do you have a set of go-to lines that you're prepared for? Or are you just react no. in the moment no that was a mistake i made early on in my career which was all right you know the first time you get heckled and you get you're shook from it you know mm -hmm. so i remember i went home and i wrote all these lines <laughs> you know your mother this and your sister <laughs> right. that yeah, yeah. but and then I, next time i went on stage i'm ready now right no not at all because then then i realized now i started using these lines and the crowd would be like oh my god right. where's this guy coming from and they were turning on me because I was being too rough and on that's the heckler. the worst thing that can happen. Right. So now they're on his side. Yeah. You know, and I've lost the crowd. So, so no, you're nice to them? No. I mean, I take every situation differently, man. Wow. It just depends on in the moment what how I'm feeling. That is, though. If I know I have the crowd, yeah, then I'll just come back. with. I'll just slam them with something, you know, right. hard. Yeah. But sometimes you got to finesse it. You got to let out a little rope so that they can hang themselves. Right. You nice. know, and sometimes that's the most satisfying what, you when know, you drag they, it out because you know as soon as I pull the news, it's <laughs> yeah, over. It's, it's, it's are they, is it happening more often now or le or less? No, that's the other thing, and we've been discussing yeah. you know earlier about about you know you brought up about are you feel restricted? The, the honest truth is that a lot of the people who are triggered and sensitive they don't come out to show comedy shows anymore. They all stay home. So mm -hmm. honestly, yeah. the crowds have been better post-COVID, even though we're a hundred times more PC than we used to be. Okay. Yeah. What is your, what is your, your, your writing uh, process like? Like, you know, when you're coming up with material and you think it is something, um, what is your process like in just kind of, you know, figuring out what, what direction you want to go if you're in certain places and cities? I, you know, just something, usually I'm, you know, uh, you know, I'm like, boy, you know, when I get angry about something, I got to let it out. Let I got to yeah. scream and yell about it. So I'll just start, I write everything down by hand wow. first, you mm -hmm. know, and I'll write this thing out and I'll be, you know, like Adam the Bull screaming, ah, this, that, that. 
And then, you know, then I'll let it sit for a couple hours, then I'll go back when I'm calm, and I'll realize it's just a two-line joke. Mm -hmm. You know, all that other stuff, you know, it was just <laughs> right. me letting off yeah. steam. And that's usually how it happens. It usually t turns out this big paragraph, and then I kind of hone it down to the essence. But, but I do a lot of storytelling now, too, which I find helps with the PC crowd. You could get away with more stuff if it's in the form of a true story about your life. Your sets usually last how long? 45 minutes 45 to an hour. Minutes, 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> That's, that's I can't. There's that's another guy. <laughs> there's another guy performing with you tonight. I can't. I can't. I don't know him, but I. I'm, yeah, I can't pronounce his last name. Mark Riccadonna. Okay. Is yeah. he? Is he? He's not like you guys just ended up together, or you work together? No, we're friends. Okay. And we call uh, when we work together, we call each other the evil twins of comedy. And yeah, gotcha. he's got the halo above. Yeah, the, I'm the de I'm the devil somehow. Oh, he's the good guy. He's but, the nice well, guy. Well, yeah, but you got to watch out. You know, it's yeah. always the quiet guys who are the biggest deviants. Yeah, he looks a little right? like Jared from Subway. Uh, you know. <laughs> Oh, wow. I never he went there. <laughs> Call him that tonight, Yes, that's why it's an 18 happens. and over show. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but Mark's a great guy. And, and many, um, many pounds ago, when yeah. Mark, and years ago, when Mark was thinner and didn't wear a beard, yeah. we looked remarkably alike. Okay. And so we became the evil twins because, yeah. like, I'd come into Cuyahoga <laughs> Falls and, you know, and I, you know, sometimes I'd get in a little bit of trouble or whatever city. Yeah. And then he'd come in a week or two later and he'd have to you know, suck up all the wrath of uh -huh, my bad uh -huh. behavior while yeah. I was in town because they all thought he was me. They'd be like, oh, you're the comedian from the, from a couple of weeks ago. And he goes, no, 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 that's, that's not evil me. Twin. That's the evil twin. So you're the, um, you're obviously a huge sports fan. Will you work any Browns Deshaun Watson into your show? Because I know a lot of times you guys like to weave in current events, but yeah. is that a no-go for you? I, I, do, I, do, I do about a half hour on the XFL. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really big with the kids. They love that stuff. Uh, yeah, they John, all remember it. John Gruden's going to be he, uh, coaching he there. Me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you won't go there, yeah. will you? You won't go to Deshaun. Like, like I said, I'll go anywhere. It doesn't matter really? to me. I mean, I, I feel like maybe I'm, I was like, I wore this shirt on stage last night, and yeah. I slept in it, and I woke up in it. And I'm wearing it here. <laughs> I, was, I was even afraid when I went on stage last night. Uh, is this shirt offensive How now? was it received? Like, you know, Cleveland How, Indians with the I bet the fans applauded that. Yeah, people loved it. Yeah, know? but yeah. but I bought this at a, at a game, not a Guardians game, obviously. But uh, yeah, yeah. So no, I mean, it, I, I don't think anything. If you can make some, something funny, that's all that matters. I, I don't look at something as like this is offensive or that's offensive yeah. or this is your right wing or your left wing. It's just right. if it's funny, it's funny. Don't worry you, about that stuff. Right? Yeah, when you say yeah. what you stay away from topics. I if I talk about something I'm passionate about like you guys are about sports, yeah. that comes through. So mm -hmm. it doesn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Sure. That's, it doesn't come from a place of like hate or right. anger. Right. It comes from a place of like, this is something I'm passionate about. I want to give my point of view on it. Hopefully it's different from other comics. Maybe they come from this direction. Hopefully if I come from this way, mm -hmm. I could put a different twist on it. What's your favorite city to play? Um, I, you know, I mean, I could pander and say, <laughs> say Cleveland. Outside, Cleveland. Besides Cleveland. Besides Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland, we know Cleveland's your favorite. Well, I've, I've recorded an album, like I said, at the at the Funny Stop. Yeah. So I am, I am. He knows I'm, I'm very partial yeah, yeah, yeah. to this part of the country. They, you get me, you people get me <laughs> yeah. somehow. But I don't know. Like I said, those cities that are big with, you know, just uh, all around with entertainment, sports, concerts, and things like that. So you know, and, and blue collar. Let's face it. You yeah. know, Pittsburgh. Baltimore, you know, Dallas, places like that. I Detroit? Seem to do, do, Detroit, I seem to do really well in those yeah. kind of places. If, if you're a comedian, first of all, if you're a comedian and there's up-and-coming comedians out there, obviously, you know, if we want to talk sports, right, you can go to media school, communication school, you, you can do things like that. Comedians, I don't know if that's just regular life where you just go through it. 
Um, if there's a comedian who blanks in the middle of a set, like what's like a, a, a cardinal rule or something to get you back into the groove? <laughs> has that ever you, happened to you? Has it? Yeah, that's oh, yeah. happened. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it still happens once in a while, but um, I usually just say, ah, I just blanked. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I just, I just I call myself. I appreciate out. that. You, you're yeah. being real. I go, and then I'll yeah. just ask somebody in the audience, where, where, where did I leave off? I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> will, will, will you freestyle? Will you kind of like just, oh, yeah. will you freestyle and then they get back? And then they're like, okay, I'll get it back in my head. I got the other material. That, all right, this is where I was at. Yeah, I, I always figure if I, could, if I get hem and haw long enough, I, I, I could get back, get the train back on the tracks. But I got, honestly, I kind of like when the train goes off the tracks a little, you know? Yeah. I kind of like the unpredictability. I, right. com every comic has a different... We do too on this show. Yeah, right. <laughs> we do. We so, do better we'll you know when you got to stretch for when yeah. McNuggets is doing this, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you got to right. go and uh, we've yeah, never seen so, him do yeah. that. By the way. No, he's, no. Never he's usually we've seen him the... go like this all yeah, the time. Yeah. Right. But we've never seen him stretch. Yeah, no. that hasn't happened. But uh, yeah, no. So it happens, man. It happens to the best of us, and uh, and usually it's just because I get caught up in a moment, and and I, I just literally forget where I am, and then someone will yell it out, and I'll go, oh, you know, I like an audience that pays attention, right, and then. It'll pop back into my head, but you know everyone has their own way of dealing with their set. I like to just come up with the first joke and then see where it goes from there. Best yeah. comedy. This is a random question that I don't know if you could possibly have an answer for, but I ask it anyway. Best comedy club food you've ever had? Oh man, comedy I mean, club you've been to food? a million clubs probably. Uh. Is there anything that stands out? Like it's usually, they're usually or it's usually comedy their, club food just cuisine. all crap. Yeah, I mean it's hard to, to rate food that comes in a in a plastic basket <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with a sheet of paper. Because like, every once in a while somebody tell me this strip club's got great chicken wings or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, where have those chicken wings been? <laughs> yeah, you know. So God, did know. you always know you wanted to be a comic? How did that happen? Uh, no, I never, I never did. I mean, I just, um, but I always loved comics, and um, and and I met, you know, like I met Chappelle when he was like 15. Really? You know, and um, you know, he's a guy that was a natural. Mm -hmm. You know, that he, you just knew he was yeah. one of the rare few who uh -huh. was like, okay, it, he's destined to do this. So right. no, for me, it was just a, it was a lot more work, you know. But right. you know, maybe the blue collar thing for me comes from. You know, my dad would climb telephone poles for a living, wow. man. And he used to, he, you know, he'd work 12 hours, and he'd come home, and he'd get in bed, and then I'd hear the phone ring, oh. and I'd hear, you know, all right, I'll be in. Uh -huh. You know, yeah. and I'd hear his feet hit the floor. I'd hear him put his boots on, and he got called back in. A pole went down in the middle of the night, yeah. and he tried so hard to make me work on my hands when I was a kid, and really? none of it rubbed off <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> but the blue-collar attitude did. Sure. You go when work calls. You go to work. You right. bust your ass. Yeah. You right. don't half-ass anything. That's and why if you don't like loves you right there. If you don't like a gig, yeah. you still do it 100%. You don't. You never have to do it again. But yeah. if you get high, if someone pays you to do something, you do right. it right. That, that, yeah. That's Cleveland, really. I mean, yes. that's what, that's yeah, what yeah. our people are about. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I just looked. At, I'd be noticing stuff like they had these. Cam they had these TVs back here. I just didn't even notice, right? Uh, they've been here since day one. We and I just didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know you was on the the metal show. Yeah, yeah. What? Yes, that you. Put what? That I told you that night. already. What are you talking about? Yes. That? yes. So when I, I first texted about what? him coming on, I said he was the, one of the hosts of the oh, metal well, show. Oh, so now we got all kind of questions. Hey, when did when when, when did metal <laughs> die? What gear did? What, what, it, wait, was is it dead? It, 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 no, it, well, no, hard rock and metal, uh, you know, they, it's ebbs and flows. Got 
it never ever dies. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes it's like on 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 resuscitation. Like. Yeah. But then you know it's but it's grown back again. Like if you see like one of the things we yelled about on the show for 14 seasons, me and my two co-hosts, which you know we did a show very similar yep. to this, sat around a table yeah. and debated things mm -hmm. that to maybe most people was they'd be like, why? Who cares about yeah. you know who the Browns drafted mm -hmm. over this person or whatever? So, but we did it with music, mm -hmm. you know, and um, and you know we yelled and screamed about your great institution here. Um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. which, you know, I mean, they pretty much let anybody in except people in metal. They really discriminated against yeah, people no, in metal. Yeah. And, and I, Dolly I, Parton's going in this year. Right, Dolly Parton's like, in Not there exactly and, a rocker. You know, yeah. yeah, LL Cool J and all cool this. Day, and Jay -Z and I'm all cool with the inclusivity of it, but they really did have a bias against no metal bands. They wouldn't put Kiss in. They wouldn't put a oh, lot yes. of Black Sabbath in, all these bands. And we, you know, I, I hope, I'd like to think we made enough noise to where they started listening a little bit, yeah. and then all these bands started to get in. Kiss did get in, and uh, Rush finally got in, and Black Sabbath, right. and Metallica, and Guns N' Roses, and so yeah, I, mean, what I, is I think we made a little impact. I, I may have asked you this before, I can't remember, but uh, what is with? I remember as a as a teenager, you know, because when we were kids, I mean, you're you're what are you? How old are you? You're similar age to me. Yeah, thirty one. You know, yeah, right, whatever. You're right, around there. You'll be thirty two. <laughs> all right, whatever. Kind of. So. But I remember as a kid, like, there was always a lot of controversy, like the hardcore metal, like I wasn't a hardcore metal kid, but like the kids that were hardcore into were like, uh, uh, oh my God, I just, I just, the band just went out of my yeah. head, Metallica. They were like, Metallica's not heavy metal. That was always a big controversy. Yeah. So end this controversy because is Metallica heavy metal? It's in the name. I, but... Yeah. So but am I right that? People, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But am I right that some of the, a lot of metal guys were like they're not, or or they were, and then they, they weren't, sold or whatever. Out, they cut yeah, their yeah. hair. God forbid, right. you get yeah. a haircut. Who, yeah, you know, like yeah. How could you be yeah. metal with short hair, yeah. shorter hair? People, yeah, people. Isn't the point of metal to not judge people, basically? Yeah, and, and right, like and be who really you want to be, yeah. whatever you want to do. Be and crazy. I, and I do, a, and I do a whole bit in my act yeah. about the the stereotypes of our of our people and our genre but yeah. the truth is it's the most inclusive music that there is you know we've had iconic gay lead singers iconic black lead singers female musicians um you know so it's you know it's everything in one which is what i always loved about it but yeah. yes the fans can be petty and get into these crazy like again like sports fans mm -hmm. you could sure. get into the the man, once you get into the minutia of stuff it yeah. starts to get yeah. it's like it's if sports it's, if it's, it's metal fun. to you it's metal who That's cares right. if anybody else thinks it's metal That's true right and Talk, we had everybody whatever. from from heart to to Metallica on the show so it wasn't right. just yeah. heavy metal okay. it was right. from classic okay. rock all the way up to Guys like when there used to be music videos on MTV, man, now. back in wow, the day, man. Yeah. Is, there's not even forget just metal. There's not even that much rock and roll period anymore. I know, just, music is a mess now. I don't yeah. think music has ever um, been more messed up than it is right now. Yeah, I mean that's just, yeah. I'm just not a fan. Do you and like? I know it that's right an now? old man statement. I just I don't like the new stuff. I like I like. I I, you'll probably stuff. make fun of me, but I like Train. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the train you is. And I like yourself up. I that. like Imagine you know Dragons. What? You know what? My, yeah, my guest list just—I forgot. My guest list is full tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, you guys can come. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm guessing the train has left the station because we got to go to break. Yeah, McNuggets is. Uh, McNuggets is Everybody go hardcore. see Don tonight, 7:20 and or 9:20 tomorrow night. 
720 or 920. What show are you going to tonight? I'm going to 720. Mikey McNuggets is going. We're going to have a couple other people as well. Nice. 720 or 920, the funny stop in Cuyahoga Falls. Don, thanks for coming. All right, we appreciate hey, it. Thank hey, you, hey, guys, hey, very much. Thanks, Don. Don James, really one of the, the evil twins right. of comedy. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We've got much more coming back on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Stay with us. Man, he's, this dude, he's a real... If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Pick. No, everybody loves that pick. Who? Abaji? Who loves it? Everybody. I like it. I saw three A plus grades on it. Pick Welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We're gonna we're gonna do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna talk about the Cavs draft last night. Hey. And I think I think I like did that. I hear you right? You were saying everybody's killing the pick. No, 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 I'm not saying everybody. Two guys that I trust who are like analytics guys who are not big sexy names. Uh, analytics knows. guys, I throw. Them I right trust out. these guys more than I some dope on CBS Sports that gives a grade. No, look here. This look at that. This is this is the here's Ochai, what I'm hearing. Chayabaji, by the way, he was probably. I think he's the best player in college basketball this last kid, year. He's the best kid, player yeah, on the best to, team. To be clear, this kid can play. Right? Yes. Right. So he's a he's a good pickup for the Cavaliers. What do you give him? What's the grade? I, I gave him an A plus. Yeah. I, I mean an A pick because he's a he's a nice player, very nice player. But he's if, if you think he's, he's a role he, player, isn't he? Listen here, no well, upside. That's, that's I'm that's hearing no upside. No upside. You're, you're filling no. out. No, no, no. You don't no, need no, a corner no, post no, right here, now. Here, you need a role here, guy. That, no, no. What he's talking about is the, go talk that with the Knicks. All right, they got mm. more problems. Right, we're building pieces here. We have. I, I was listening to Jason yesterday when Jason was talking about. I don't. I don't like uh, the the height that the Cavaliers were marketing at the three. I like Jason. You're crazy. Right. Really? That, that's the that's the thing that sets them apart. Now you need enough. You need additional players. So so uh, the, the pick last night was excellent pick. Right. He's not the key piece here. Right. I believe still the key piece. The coming, key piece is already here. No. The, the other it? piece that they need is going to have to come in free agency. You oh yeah. Gonna, you weren't no, going to no, get that at four, you weren't going to get that at fourteen. The missing piece. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't going to get that at fourteen. Missing piece. Right. Let me but, give you the stat though. No, I agree. I don't with need that. the stats. Let me give you a stat. No, I don't need the stats because these eyes. That's what I trust. I trust what the eyes tell me. Let me just give you a stat. Okay. Give me a stats. Since two thousand six. Okay. This play. This kid's twenty two years old. Okay. Since 2006, not that this necessarily means I know where you're going with this. Since 2006, there have been 77 players drafted in the first round that were 22 and older. The only two that ever made an all-star team, Noah and Pascal Siakam. Yeah, and so we're not on that, right? The the core of your team is here. Yes, he doesn't need to be an all-star. We don't need that. He is a role guy. Now, would you rather draft a guy with upside than a role? No, no, no. See, here, that's what I'm saying. The problem here. This is what this is where you find players. Mm-hmm. It's not off. The, it's not the analytics. It's these two things on your face and, and your knowledge of the game, right? You have to see it. We needed players that can help us, right? When we got down to the to the playoff run last night, I mean last year when we were playing the play-in, we didn't have people that could step in and help mm-hmm. us and right? score. Right? We, we, there were stretches we didn't have anybody so that could score the ball. That. Now you got another piece to the puzzle that we already have here. Right. So we have other players and the missing piece. Is in free agency. That's yeah. where it is, right? I don't think we hurt ourselves at all. As a matter of fact, 
I looked at all four selections. I love the fact that they went and got Mosley's brother. Cause you I love that. Oh, I, I watched that. Last good. About that. I watched he's, that two years ago, and I was like, he played get with him at USC. Go he is good. Said, By go the way, that's, Evan, and that's Evan's older brother. Hey, I, I hey. So here's the deal, right? The Cavaliers did a great job yesterday. I don't listen to these little these, these grades, right? We have pieces of the puzzle that we need, right? And the the way that you find these pieces is get out in the trenches and find out. Who can play? It's not who scored 30, and, and he, who scored, and who he grabbed 18 and, rebounds. And Mo, I need a piece. Mobley's right? brother has a different skill set. He can bring the ball up to court. He can step back. He He's a terrific passer at the elbow. He's 6'10". He moved well. Yeah, to develop his shot. He, 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 well, well, he talk, got the range. Talk, talk about the Warriors, right? How many people did the Warriors plug in all the way through that you've never heard of? Jordan right? Poole? Yeah. Never heard of. No, that's right. what the Warriors do best. Right. So, I to, I know Bull said he's not like – the, the uh, you don't – you're not going to get an all-star at 14. You're not. No. It's very, very, very rare. It happens. It could happen. So, you might don't make try? A team or two. No, it's not don't try. Yeah. I always look at an NBA team, yeah. and I look at it this way because a former player told me this. Look at an NBA team like a puzzle, and there's four corners. When mm-hmm. you start your puzzle, what do you do? You build the edges first, right, right? Right. So he said, you need four corners. So you're sifting through a thousand pieces and you're looking for your four corners. I believe, and I, I hope I'm not just being a homer here. I think we have our corners. Yeah, you do. I think now we're finding other edge pieces and, and then you can start filling out like the Warriors. The, what, the beauty of the Warriors, they had their four corners and their edges yeah. and now they're plugging in all these super role players, very defined Don't role players. Don't you think the, the Cavs... You, Probably weren't going to get it at 15 fair or it was 14, 14, 14, 14, but don't you think they need one more core piece? I don't so, know. That's why I said I Bull, hope you're I'm missing right. the point. Bull, they did get a core piece. It right. just happened to come with the 56 pick. Take the picture, Steve. <laughs> Do you guys know who they took 56 overall? This hair can't fail. Yeah, he's no. this hair can't too. fail. No. That is the missing yeah. piece no. for so, this Cavaliers. So, so, <laughs> no, that guy. That, so get the tra- I don't want that guy. Get, get, get the train. Back. I don't want that guy. Bulls. <laughs> get, the, get, the, get, the, get the train. That guy back looks on, like he should be living get, in a trailer park. Get the train back. Get the train back on the track because the core piece that you're looking for is coming in free AC. I'm just going to tell you. I'm I'm going to tell so you. So you think this kid's going to be good? I, I think he's a great he's a addition. He's a nice piece. To, okay. to he's already good. To this team. But I, he's the most outstanding player What's in the funny four, is that yesterday everybody team. wanted the kid from Ohio State. They passed on him and we're like, well, yeah, this was the right guy. Well, I, I listen, I and he fell, though. Brandon yeah, fell. I mean, it fall. wasn't just the Cavs. He went not long 20th. after the Cavs. Right. But, but I think we had everybody yesterday that came on. Yeah. I think it was between the two. Mm-hmm. I think everybody was saying Branham because right. everybody was saying, well, that's the fit because he's what, an Ohio guy. And one other stat, sense. and again, I don't I, I don't know squat about this guy. He may be a good player. I'm not okay. saying it's a bad pick or good pick, but just another stat I found interesting. Take it, <coughs> ignore it, do okay. whatever you want. Right. There's been 23 wing players drafted in the last decade that had an assist rate below 10%. He has a terrible assist rate in college. Listen, I'm giving you a stat. Go give me Street Smith Magazine while you're yeah. out here. I, so I, I would just tell you here. Oh, so you, they've all been bad players except for Andrew think, Wiggins. Think about this. This is why I'll just, I'll yeah. just give you this for food yeah. for thought. Yeah. Carl Malone was number 13 pick. Yep. Mark <clears> Price was in the second round. Dennis Rodman was in the second round. Sure, there's right. value. They're, 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 they're no, pl- players out to. here yeah. that if you go by the stats, the numbers produced is not going to show until you get into that rectangular box out there. You're not going to know what anybody has. I'll give you another stat, and you'll be able to understand this because you were a college basketball fan at a time when this was very much true. Mm. They got the most outstanding player from the Final Four yes, and the did. best player on the championship team. Now, I know college is much different now, 
But once upon a time, back in the day, when it was when guys stayed in school three and four years, if you were getting the MOP from the Final Four and the best player on the best team, you were thrilled with that. And we got him at 14. Right. The best players are not seniors. I, 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 I know they're not. I know it's different, but he's still it. It is what it is. And, and, and the sure. analytics thing, the analytics thing, I, I get it. But there, there's a certain thing that we've already, like, we, we, we love analytics when it comes to everything else but getting buckets. Like, it, it, they be, we love his height. He can defend. He yeah. got length. You'd be like, but he averages five points, three rebounds, and he fouls a lot. You got, like, at some point in time, you got to look and say, mm-hmm. all right, that person gets buckets G. against these guys at a high level, yeah. and G, he's doing it. G, what happened to the eye test? That's why That's I pointed gone. to gone. you when you said, I don't need analytics. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll use this for all sports, and this is one of the things that I most hate about today's sports. It's being run by pencil pushers from Harvard that are crunching numbers, and when you do that, why do you even need to watch the game? If someone gives you a stat sheet and says right. his OPS is, he hits this against lefties, there's still something to be learned, and there's great value in, Brad, what you said. This right mm-hmm. here. Yeah, Moneyball works and better than scouts, so. Moneyball's a joke. No, it works. No, Moneyball no, is well, a joke. I get what you're saying in terms of salary, but. No, I mean the movie Moneyball was a fraud. Well, did they the ever movie, mention Miguel Tejada or that they had the best starting pitching staff in baseball in the movie Moneyball? No, they made it seem I, like I'm Scott not talking Hatterberg. about the movie, though. Okay. I'm talking about the book more than the movie. Yeah, okay. I just I just the think story that just analytics work. I mean, this idea that that the, the eye test works better you know what, than analytics. No, is not no, true. you know what I think works? Yeah. Blending analytics. Absolutely. With the eye with test. This. Absolutely. I and agree. I think that's why you have to have that's the, why the Guardians are so good. I think Terry yeah. has embraced numbers. Yeah, but he's also the guy in the room that's saying. Yeah, but let's also watch Absolutely. and see what we the, can the, find the, the out. Other, the other thing is you have to understand the dynamics of that team, right? What are the pieces that are needed? What are the puzzle pieces, right? And that, analytics that, aren't going to tell you no, that. No, they're not going to tell you that, right? Only by seeing it and knowing that I need a guy like this, right? And, I, and he may not work for the Sixers. He yeah. may not work for the Knicks. Right. But a guy like this on my team. Yeah. System, you know who else uses me? analytics? Well, every team in the NBA, including you, the Warriors. But you know so they all use it. Yes. You're dumb if you don't. Yes. yes. But if you're making all your decisions based right. on numbers, you know what's dumb? you're missing the well, two pointers just inside the three-point well, well, line. Well, here, here's that the dumb. The, the, the numbers that count is yeah. uh, we, we need that read. Yeah, we've got yeah, to we go. Thank you. Last thing real quick. Let me make it clear. I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I was just sharing some statistics. Oh, all right. I don't know squad about this kid. There we go. Okay. Let's let's get, let's hey, we have it. three segments we're going to get in get in, in the next 14 minutes. We're wow. going to do That's airfoils cool. with what the internet's saying. We're going to do roundstone with top five. You're wasting time by saying we're going to do it. Let's go. So let's go. Are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? <laughs> PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio, and all locations of PCC Airfoils at Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, get a full benefit package, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So we asked the internet. PCC! Using only a GIF, what's your reaction to the Ochai Abaji pick and we had four responses and they're just as split as you guys. Steve, let's take the first gif. Eh. Eh. That's exactly yeah, what nobody's that gif ever is doing saying. cartwheels over the 14th yeah. pick. Let's well, face. you'll see the next one. Okay. This person is doing cartwheels. All right. Well, he's giving a shooter McGavin Ooh, shooters gun, in the house. which will always if you put that in the response well, one that's always make it will always be chosen. Yeah, that never gets All right, next one, Steve. Larry David. Yeah. Eh. Can't go wrong with Larry David. Yeah, no, Can't Larry, go wrong Larry David. Larry David. And the last one, Steve. 
Well, Michael Scott <laughs> dancing. So just like this panel, we have a very mixed reaction to the internet. No, it's not mixed. They to... like it, and I'm neutral. I just I don't know. I don't know anything about the guy. I'm not going to give a strong opinion or, yeah. or, or whatever. I don't know. I, I do it. like it. I like it a lot. I know you you seem yeah, to like I, it. I, I I think it's a quality pick. I think here. This is not the number one pick in the draft. No, not, I know. Not, and I agree with you. Draft, gate, draft grades are so stupid. Right, right. Yeah, let, yeah. We'll see how he is when he plays. Right. Okay. Um. So now we're going. We are going straight to Roundstone. Okay. For great. the ultimate five of the best brothers to ever play in the NBA. Ooh. Based on the fact Ooh. the Cavs just drafted Isaiah Mobley. Real and as quick, always, real quick, Mike. I'm going to cut you off because I don't want to forget about this, and I already forgot about it until now. But at some point, we need to do a top five for all of us on the panel. You have to do it. Top five actors that would play us in the UCSS movie. Oh. We do one for Done. Jay, one for G, one for Brad, one for me, one for Mike, one for Tyvis. You, you have to plan all those top five lists over the next month. All right. Okay. Remind me after this when we. No, have I'm, I'm going to forget about it. That's why I remind you. All right, let's now. go. We go just Roundstone. You. Yeah. Is the sponsor of the Ultimate Five. Roundstone offers a better alternative for affordable quality health care. For more than a decade, Roundstone Insurance has been saving small and mid sized businesses money, an average of 20%. 20%. G Bush, what'd you do? Contact us today to learn how you can save money and great, great. And get great health care benefits that your employees will love as well. G. Bush is making yeah. me laugh. They Byron Leftwich on the top five. Oh, playing oh, G. Bush. Byron, Byron Leftwich, too. Same but person, when, yeah. when he just, I told him he looked like <laughs> Warren Zapp. Take off your glasses and do the dip <laughs> thing. Guys, I covered him for five years. That, can we get a closer? That is absolutely Warren Dip is so gross. <laughs> yeah, and the eyes. You got to make the surprise eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Next question. Oh, oh I'm going to say. Dude, that is fantastic. <laughs> that is absolutely oh my God. Snap and G Bush because the eyes, bro. He always just do that. Bob, <laughs> Sit back in his chair. Be, what? Will he be wide or woke? <laughs> Dang, Warren. All right, let's give you the top five, though, oh and then we'll talk Classic. about the Guardians and send you guys off on your weekends. The fifth best set of brothers to ever play in the NBA. Steve, let's take it. Giannis and Thanasis Atenekupo. Oh, Giannis, <laughs> top 15, top 20 player already, two-time MVP, NBA champ, defensive player of the year. Thanasis adds 0.000001% yeah, to the equation. But uniform. those two already together you know what? That, are top five. That reminds me, I told, I told Brad Sellers about this quote. One of my favorite sports quotes of all time was after Jordan dropped uh, 59 or something in a playoff game. They were interviewing uh, Horace Grant, and he said, I'm Great always going to remember this as the night that Jordan and I teamed up for 60. <laughs> he had one free throw. Hey, Brad, what did I tell you when we talked for the first time about me, Steve, and Steve, and how many Emmys together we have? Oh, yeah, well, you listen, you already called your number, right? You called By the way, number. Tyvis says Giannis is the greatest basketball player ever. Yes. You better straighten him out next time you see him. Tyvis is a good young man. <laughs> He's a nice kid. He's a nice, tell him, nice kid. Tell him worry about like holding on to them gold. By the way, I, I, I love Tyvis. Like Joe I and I Dom DiMaggio are the greatest yeah. brothers in baseball family. history. Yeah, to me, Dom didn't bring to much me, to the party. As good as Giannis is, this, the other brother has got to at least be. I mean, but he was a serviceable NBA player. Like Bronny's going to be an NBA player one day. I think. His That's brother's what? below the line. Like yeah, we barely, he doesn't really so count. That's the, the only one of these where brothers. Where's Steph and Seth Curry? They're on this in. list. Don't worry. They have to be. The question is, would 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 his brother be in the league if Giannis was no. here? No. no. Well, well, but he might, is. Some so might he question counts. that Mobley wasn't going to be drafted unless the Cavs took him. Well, no. If then you weren't watching USC. I like that. You saw USC. No, I was USC, like, and he was a nice player. When I, when I saw those, and this was two years ago, and I was like, 
Yeah, 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 that's nice. Giannis brother playing for the Canton Charge, bro. <laughs> <laughs> charge. Yeah. <laughs> he's right. coming, he's coming off the bench for the Canton Number four. Let's keep moving along. Number four, Al and Dick McGuire. They're the only pair of brothers to both be in the Basketball Hall of Fame. And I'll be honest, I did not know they existed before this Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Al McGuire's a broadcaster. Well, you know Al McGuire is from his broadcasting. Yeah, but I didn't know that they both were in the NBA I had no clue. All right. Al McGuire. Come on, those guys were PBG. And the Marquette, Let's stop. And the Marquette <laughs> Warriors. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> well, you guys all know what that meant? So, yeah, yeah, we we're know not allowed to say that. Yeah. Uh, we aren't? I, eh, I'm I'll not you, All right, number three. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. Steph and Seth Curry. Steph, yeah. borderline top ten player of all time. Two-time MVP, yeah. four-time yeah. champ. The best shooter ever. Seth's a valuable contributor on not yeah, just very, one. He's a solid, solid player. Solid he's now, not, now he's severely underrated in I the grand scheme of things. He's he's just, and there's a slight gap between the Currys and number two. I think number two have it right now. But I think in five years, it'll be the Currys. And oh, I guess we'll oh, go yeah. right you to know, number Gerald two. Gerald was a good yeah, player. Yeah, yeah Dominique Gerald and Gerald Wilkins was a good player. Gerald Wilkins has 12,000 career points, by the way. 12, Jordan stopped. Which is a lot more than I would put the Curries ahead of him, but yeah. Gerald Wilkins was a good player. Uh, Gerald was a lot better than hey, Okay, hey. now wait. Before you do number one, should we try to guess what his number one brother pair is going to be? Why am I not thinking of it? I can't it's think probably of it. It's got to be an obvious, obvious one. It's, it's obvious. So if it's obvious, I Let's think. Let's see. We Bird should... didn't have a brother. Magic didn't no. have a brother. Not, Kareem didn't Isaiah have a brother. Wilt. It's not the Van Ars deals. What about the Grinch? What era did they play? Recent. Recent? Mm hmm. Oh, then we got to get it then. Uh, oh, you talk about it's the Lopez twins. No, I what? do love Brooke Lopez. No, they're not no. in the list. By the way, you should have put the Lopez twins over yeah, there. The, the Collins twins. The Alan Dick McGuire. Collins yeah. twins. They're Lopez both in the Hall twins. of Fame. Uh, well, they're both in the Hall of Fame. That's not, it's not legit. Uh, Again, right. nobody PBG. Is, but, but, but is Alan is because le, is of, of his broadcasting or was he an NBA? I'm trying to think. Was he who, a great NBA player? I can't believe you guys aren't getting this, by the way. Yeah, you want you want to read their credentials real quick? Oh, go ahead. One is a two-time NBA champion, a six-time All-Star, a four-time All-NBA player, nearly 21,000 career points, a bona fide surefire Hall of Famer, and his brother is also an NBA champion, a three-time All-Star. Oh, Gasol. You know, father son would be a good one to have. To, we'll do that. Yeah, by the, the way, would be good. Yeah, Curry's. Uh, uh, Curry's. Curry's obviously would be great. You still got that wrong. because they should be third. Come on, stop it. And the Lopez wins. I think I take the Maguire's. How, I how, wait, how would you have third? Because Curry and Dominique are all time great players. The Gasol's not all time great players. They're going to be Hall of Fame. Yeah, both of them. Who what? Who is it? Mark Gasol is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's a no. multiple. He's a multiple-time defensive player of the year. So what? Anybody gets into the basketball? The basketball Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame if you drive by the Hall of First Fame of all, in Springfield, they invite should, you in. There should be They're, an NBA I, Hall I'm of Fame. I'm driven by. I'm not in. Yeah, right. How are you not in? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That counts. Steph Curry and Dominique Wilkins are top 25 players all time. <laughs> yeah, but they're brothers. They're brothers. It, it doesn't matter. You put that Giannis and his small brother who can't play. You can't get Giannis and his brother who doesn't play. I mean, play. Mark Gasol was really good at his yeah, prime. He's two-time All-NBA. All-NBA twice. Defensive Player yeah. of the Year, three-time All-Star. All-NBA because they had the force feed of center, and there is no good centers. By the way, the McGuire's are in the Hall of Fame as coaches. I looked it up. That's embarrassing. I thought that. That's embarrassing. I thought Al was in as a broadcaster. 
but they're in his coaches. When I did he play? Out, what okay, I maybe, I missed, maybe I missed on that one. We'll give the That's Lopez's that spot. What about the, the twin? Those guys with twins who beat people up. What's, uh, what's the Morris's? Mor- the Morris. Morris. Oh, yeah. Mor- Morris yeah. and his twins could have been in there. Yeah. I like them. Who beat people up? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how our work, but I know exactly what you're talking about. All right, we have five minutes for Guardians. They okay. are on fire. Guardians come home tonight for an 11-game homestand. Yeah, they get They get three with the Red Sox. Five with the Twins because there's a makeup in there, and then three others with the uh, with the Yankees. So yeah. this is the this is the biggest homestand of yeah. the season for the Guardians, who come in percentage points ahead of the Twins. Yeah. in first place. This is going to tell us like they the last two stops in that road trip, right? Dodgers would, Twins were top. four out of six. Yeah, I mean that's impressive to win four to eighteen six on the of food. the last twenty four. Amazing. If they have a successful homestand, which would here, be what. Seven and, and four? Seven and four? No, they're home. If yeah. it was on the road, I'd say, you know, but at, I, they sh- I, it's tough. It won't be easy to go seven no, and four. No, it's going to be really Especially tough. Especially the Yankees are just playing absurd baseball. Lights out. You can't but, score on them. Yeah, I mean, their pitching, that's been the difference. Yeah. Their pitching has just been phenomenal. So you want seven and four? I want to see that. Listen, if they, if, I, if they go seven and four, now we're talking legit playoff team. Okay, what do you uh, say as they come home in first place? Well, I just say this, and I, you know, I'm a firm believer in this, right? That, And I talked about it earlier. You've got a great manager that understands his personnel. Mm-hmm. You've got obviously an excellent scouting team that knows how to get in the weeds and find players, right? And it is so much again. I believe this team is more eye test than anything else, right? They the players. We look at the roster. We're like, well, who is this on the roster, right? Now you're starting to see some of this thing come to fruition. So they come home here and put together a stand here. Now you're talking legit because two weeks ago, everybody here was talking about, oh, the Guardians, oh, no, this, this is awful. Ago. This awful thing here going here. Now yeah. you're talking about something different here. Yeah, what do you say, uh, uh, Listen, this is the season to me. Th- this is it right here because you only get a so- small amount of time to, to get people to look at you, right? Right now, there ain't no training camp. Right now, the, the draft is over for the Cavs. Yep. No one's mm-hmm. cared about summer it's league. It's your time. You, you are on. You are in the showcase room right now. And the Red Sox and Yankees, in particular, coming to town, bring crowds. Huge draw. Should be big. Don't yep. let those teams Even that fans take over. Even that going to be big because that's yeah. the first place and, series. And right. you get the first place and you get the, the marketable teams, right? right so right. you yeah. get the best of both worlds, right? Yeah, if you, you got, come out and do your They thing, should average 30,000 a game. Oh, right? They lo- won't. I would love but that. But they should. Yeah, With the way they're playing, the teams they're playing. 24. Yeah, oh, for gosh, the, for yeah, the 11 yeah. games. But that's, let's go. That's a Every, of a million fans. Two things got to happen. The fans got to get out there and support this team, at least watch it on TV, listen on the radio, whatever. But the team's got to help. The players have shown they're in it now. Yeah. The team's got to back it up and make an aggressive move for a hitter. One other thing, because I mentioned this no, no, at the top J- of the show. Let me cut it for one second, and then you can finish. We're not, this is not like a, we got a break real quick. Len Barker confirmed next Wednesday. Oh, awesome. So, nice. Len Barker will be on the show. Last guy to throw a no-hitter. It was, it was a perfect, perfect game. game. Right, right. But yeah. the Cleveland's drought between no-hitters, longest in baseball. I've talked to him about it. There's some interesting stories about that game. I can't wait to have yeah. him in. I, it's awesome. Yep. Len's coming on next Wednesday. Uh, Steve Becker, EP, pays our bills, told me to read this text. Don't sleep on Khalifa Diop, their second-round pick. Uh-huh. The kid has skills in the 2021 FIBA Under-21 World Cup mm-hmm. game. He had 20 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists. Yeah. Two steals against the United States team who had Chet Holmgren, Jaden Ivey, Johnny Davis, Patrick Baldwin Jr., and Peyton Watson all first round. Yeah, no. You see his physique? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, for for In the weeds. My my analytics nerds who didn't like the Cavs' (laughs) first pick liked all their other picks. Okay. Interesting. And one more thing. This is for Jay. Yeah. Uh, I got this picture this morning from my dad from the New York Post. Yep, take it, Steve. Take a look at that headline. 
It's about Lindor Jimenez trade and how I've been New York is about it. severely regretting it. So shout out to my dad for uh, nope, I'm sending that in this morning. Yep, I've been on that train from the day they made the trade. I said, I don't think we're going to regret it nearly as much as people think. Guardians can't afford to pay one player $35 million. No, no. It would sink their franchise. The, on the fr- fr- I don't Reyes. agree with that for the record because I think they have a much higher payroll, but right now it looks like a great trade. No, yeah. Frando Reyes yeah. last night, yesterday. Mm. Guardians get the bases loaded, nobody out seventh inning. Reyes is on third. Yeah. There's a ground ball to third, mm-hmm. and Reyes nonchalantly breaks for home. Now, it's a one nothing game. Yeah. He looked back over his shoulder a couple times to see how the play was unfolding. If he would have hustled and slid, it's my estimation that he, he would have beaten that, that play. That was absurd. And it would have tied the game. And here's my why that overarching point is very troubling to me. This team is scrappy. They hustle. They play hard. I don't know that anybody else on the team I would even consider calling a guy that would dog it. Franville Reyes, I love this kid. I love him. And I, I, I still, I'm glad he's on our team. But we can't see that ever again. And I would imagine that Terry had a talk with Teach him, him about him. it. Teach yeah. him. But in that moment, he's got to go all out to home plate. He's got to slide. Yeah. I and don't know what happened there, Jay. I don't think that's indicative of who he is it's, as a it's player not. at all. That's why I'm it was a it huge up. mistake. I just can't understand why he did that. When you're a base runner in that situation, the second the ball hits the ground, crack of the bat. There's nothing. What are you looking at? No. You shouldn't be looking at anything. Ever. You should be going home and sliding. That's it. He and he wasn't even mistake. running hard. I don't know what he was doing there. I don't know. Maybe he had a brain fart of some sort. I don't know what happened. That was terrible. Yeah. I also took, you know, listen, I love Francona. I laud him all the time, yep. but I, I didn't like the, I, there's been a couple of things lately and I, I don't, I know it's a lefty pitcher, right. but it's Caleb Thielbar. It's not like he's a star. Right. I can't let uh, Ernie Clement hit in the ninth right. in that situation. Well, Ernie was, his, he's hitting, you probably, I don't know if you know this, but Ernie's hitting like 330 against lefty. Yeah, I don't care. So you let I it don't go. Care. I, I, well, listen, I don't care. Listen, I, but, I want the better hitters But the hitter in there. before that. Yeah. Baldelli came out to make the move and was roundly booed by the home crowd because he's taking a guy out that's throwing right. 100 and, Cle- and Cleveland's not even coming close to him. He decides to play the lefty-lefty matchup, but again... Because he numbers- didn't want the Guardians to bring in their best hitters who were all on the bench. Yeah, but Naylor the lefty-lefty matchup worked out perfectly because we ended up getting a base hit and that hitter was had like a 350 average against lefties. So I, right. think, I think Rocco should have known that. Well, lefty-lefty, yeah, t- to me, you still have to look at the individual matchup. Mm-hmm. What is the hitter doing against left-handed hitters? I, never I hear you. That. Ernie Clement's never not a good hitter. It. Josh Naylor right. and Steven Never Clark. understood lefty-lefty but, 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 stuff. But Clement has a th- over 330 average against left-handed, so I'm going to uh, let, Let's let break that down. Who's he getting those hits against? You I know, don't what's know. The pitch, you know what I'm saying? I don't have so, that breakdown on hand. Yeah, no, I hear you. I'm just, I'm just looking at the I just didn't like it. They did pinch hit. They pinch hit for Maley, who can't hit. Right. The next batter. Well, that one was easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think well, the other Quan ones. You, are, out. you you do nitpick Terry. I call it some, like it is. No, if I'm gonna I, if I'm gonna kiss his ass and tell him how great those, he is. Are you making those calls Always. in the moment? Or? I would never call him out for something that I thought of after the play. Okay, ever. good. Yeah, because ever. sometimes I don't know, believe in that. When you have the benefit of the results, no, that's to lame make to do that. Case, I would I never do that. do that. It's something yeah. I thought before it happened. And look, but I love how they're playing, and I love Terry. Yeah, and I love the the energy the team plays with. A little concerned about Jose's thumb. Yeah, I am too. A little concerned about his thumb. And by the way, Plesak pitched a great game. Great. They needed it. Great game. Made one mistake. Yeah. Never should have lost that game yesterday. Yes. And some of the others from the bullpen are stepping up too. Yeah. The bullpen's been great. Yeah. Uh, Anything else on our checklist? I I, I think we got to We nailed it. We got it all in. I got to do a quick final thought. All right. Go ahead. It's very quick. I want to say. Final take. It was third. Final thought. Final take. 
13 years ago on this day. It was a Wednesday, June the 24th, 2009. I picked up my wife. It was our, well, she wasn't my wife at the time. It was our first date. We went on our first date 13 years ago today. Wow. How are you going to celebrate? Uh, we're going out for dinner tonight. Wonderful. Yes, we're going taking, out for dinner. You taking them to the comedy club? You taking them, no. to, you taking no. them to Delmonico's? Burger King. No, not Delmonico's tonight. <laughs> so you're going to dinner no before the show. We're going to an early dinner because my son is going to be out with a buddy of his till like six o'clock. Right. So we're going like we're doing like old man early bird special. Yeah, early buffet. You know, his, yeah, son, yeah. his son's hanging out with his significant other tonight. You no, know? not the girl. <laughs> no, 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 he's not. No, no, no. He's hanging out with his buddy. Okay. They're going to some place. His his buddy's grandparents own like a swings and things type of place. Oh, okay. I should know the, uh, the name of it. Nice. I probably should promote it. Nice. But, but anyway, so. Uh, I love you, Liz, and I would not be here without her. She inspired me to get out of my comfort zone and not be afraid to leave radio, and I'm so glad I did. And so I love you. If you're watching, she's probably not watching right now, but I love you even if you're not watching, and I'll uh, see you in a little bit. You can click on it later and go right to the end of the show That's right. and show her that. That's so you get right. some points. We're out of time. Have a great weekend. We are back on Monday. Anything you want to plug quickly for Monday? Len Barker. Len Barker. I thought on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep. Uh, Monday's Tim Couch and Jason back in studio. Right, and maybe Josina Anderson if we can make yeah, it. Yeah, we're trying to get Josina on. And my podcast, the debut of my podcast. Yeah, what is that? Monday, the bullpen with Adam the Bull. It's finally starting Monday. And I'm going to be on Cameo to make videos for you, too. <laughs> I'm doing cameo. <laughs> By Monday, we got the Adam the Bull in the bullpen podcast and me on cameo. Brad, I'm getting Locked you on Locked on Browns podcast. Locked on Browns podcast. G. Bush. <laughs> Rock on. Have a great weekend. See Bye. you Monday. Bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs>